0: This is, uh, this is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Off the Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London, London Is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All right,
1: Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon Joe, my co host, Nick and Dan. And gentlemen, we are back at home in our own beds. Sans Dan, actually. He continued his journeys on. Um, But we are here to kind of recap the the last 10 day whirlwind uh jet setting around the country, falling beloved Chelsea. Isn't that right, Nick?
2: yeah yeah we we thought it would be worthwhile to uh to reflect on the incredible time that that was had by all and uh, to do a, an episode where we paid a little a little fan service to all the folks who came out and uh, and had such a great time with us. I mean we just we're all exhausted. <laughs> I mean we are we are plumb exhausted and that's uh that's a good thing because I, I think it means Dan that we spent our effort in the right places uh, over a 10 day stretch.
0: It's all about choosing where and when to be the most important thing, as many have learned. Not just Chelsea supporters, but maybe the club? Mm, well, we'll have to see. I mean, we, got, we have a lot to talk about. We have, a, we have a
1: nice wide agenda, which is good, and also because a lot happened. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about the, the summer tour. And, and really, did it accomplish its objectives commercially? Maybe. On the field? Meh. We'll <laughs> leave that to, to discussion. <laughs> Uh, moments we'll definitely remember supporters events live shows meeting friends new and definitely uh long time older friends and then things we're excited or concerned about maybe even name some names you know we'll, we'll see how rowdy we get but uh, before we get into it, we haven't really done this we've been off our grind a little bit Dan right the the shout outs the call to actions haven't been there but it, it's time to uh, re-energize the troops Dan season nine is is well
0: on its way. oh look you've had the summer off you've had a chance to kick up your feet you've had a chance to enjoy a couple of days of vacation maybe you had a chance to see some family and friends go out and have a beverage or two or 10 maybe a bloody like, mary as sp- well S-
2: speaking from experience then
0: look uh, all we ask is uh if you're new because many of you are at this point we've, we've seen the numbers seen uh, some new members of one in his blue family go leave a five star review on Apple podcast or Spotify if you're an OG you know that the best thing to do too is not just do one but to grab a significant other's phone a friend's phone and do it from theirs as well because uh, yeah, it just helps people find the podcast and uh, yeah get it done we, we took the summer off you guys had a, you had a nice summer you had a nice what, break from this what, call to action go get the, it done
1: what are the odds that you've done it from Terry's phone
0: oh no she wrote one herself
1: oh has Elizabeth written why? one has uh, your parents as you're hanging out with them
2: burn All my right. mom well, we'll i need to, to get my we'll mom to, to do it that, that's that's the next one i'm gonna get my mom to write an awesome review mostly praising the best
1: ben. or just short and sweet just just blue one word will do really <laughs> We don't need to make it too difficult. Uh, Look, Patreon, uh, Samuel, Owen, Nicholas, Corey, Will, Jared, Frederick, Mark, John, Thomas, and Bryce have not forgotten the game at hand there. Uh, They've all jumped on the Patreon bandwagon. Super excited to get to hang out with you all in Discord. Uh, Let me know if you're having issues joining this server. And then lastly, Nick, uh, we did a thing uh, (sighs) with some shirts, and uh, we kind of overdid it a little bit. Well, we didn't. They did. See what had happened was, um,
2: look, while I was gone, while while I took a two day hiatus in Napa for a work event, you guys just decided we're going to sell all of our shirts at, in one spot in Charlotte. Uh, and we lost track of, of some, some sizes a little bit to admittedly. Um, we still owe people shirts who put tour pickup in there that didn't exactly come off flawlessly. We'll, we'll admit that we aren't yet pros at the whole merch thing, so you get a little mea culpa from us. However, your patience will be rewarded. Uh, we are going to work on getting those orders that we missed out this week. I know that Brandon has a brand-new shipping station, the Ship Deluxe-O-Matic 3000 that he's going to start processing some orders from. We'll throw in some extra stickers and badges as a courtesy for you guys for for being patient. Also Maybe, ran out of those? Sure. Sorry. So. <laughs> Maybe you'll just have our thanks for for waiting a little bit longer and no extras, but um, a
1: <laughs> handwritten note maybe.
2: Yeah, Uh but yeah, thank you guys for doing that. We're actually ordering another uh, another shipment of those so that we get those processed and, and make sure that we have enough for everyone. You can go to uh, London dash is dash blue dash pod dash shop. <sighs> Period. My Shopify dot com to uh, to go get yours or just search London is blue Shopify and Google. It'll pull it up. You can order your chaos and trophy shirt right there and just uh, hold it dear when it comes, because uh, we're we're in the chaos part still, Dan. It turns out um, not as much not as much of the trophies
1: part as we would have thought.
0: It looks nice though. look good on all the people who did get to pick it up.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Dan, I believe you said uh, Terry saw a bunch of the shirts at Disney.
0: I don't know if she said those shirts. I think she said she saw Chelsea shirts. But, uh, I mean, our good friend Nizar Kinsella did say he (laughs) saw some shirts at the airport. So, that was nice to hear. All right. Uh, Shout out to the people who got their questions answered. Hit us up on email.
1: We'd like to follow up with you. If you know, you know. All right. Let's go ahead. Chelsea's summer tour. Um, Look, in case you missed it, Chelsea hung out in the U.S. for a couple of weeks. They visited four cities. They set up a base camp in L.A. for a week. Uh, then they jetted into Vegas for a match against Club America. Then they uh, went to Charlotte, uh, where we played FC Charlotte, the mighty, mighty playoff-bound FC Charlotte, might I add. The fight and in Charlotte. Uh, they set up camp in Orlando, where they eventually um, didn't turn up for an Arsenal match. So across two weeks, the US summer tour and played a total of all those matches um, and hosted tens. of of thousands of supporters at each location. I mean, honestly, we had to been nearing a half a million that just showed up, let alone tuned in and Nick. And so looking back on that time now, the big question is, did the tour accomplish what it was supposed to?
2: Uh, Yes and no. Uh, I think you, you mentioned that, you know, there are kind of two sides of every summer tour, right? There is the preparation for the season side, because you, there's such limited time, and especially this year, there's such limited time to get ready for a fast-approaching Premier League season. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, as it comes out, this is your last Premier League free weekend of until the World Cup comes along which is wild to think about, (laughs) um, because, uh, you know, so get your golf in, get your gardening in, do whatever you got to do, because, uh, you know, in a week and a half you're going to be watching Chelsea in the league against Everton. Uh, and then there's the commercial brand exposure side, right? Which is with new American ownership, incredibly important to broaden the reach of Chelsea football club in America. Um, I'm going to take the negative side on the, on the team side. I don't, I don't think it went well. Uh, I don't think the team showed up, uh, to, you know, put in the work to, to really be ready. The lineups were incredibly unserious. The personnel decisions were incredibly odd. Tuchel wasn't in a phenomenal mood. There's a lot going on around the club right now, um, from that side. But I think from the commercial side, Dan, from the brand side, it was a fucking home run. I mean, each oh, those, location,
1: those was signings, packed. ooh, those announcement photos. I mean, it was. I mean, so
2: you know, it is. It is for me 50-50. I thought the branding side was phenomenal. Of course, there's always stuff that you want to do that you can't do, and all that jazz. But I think both things were were you know kind of yin and yang.
0: Well, I think you would be remiss if you didn't pull back a little bit further and think that Chelsea has wanted to come back to the US since signing Christian Pulisic like that has been on the cards for wanting to do a summer tour and then a global pandemic uh changed a lot of trajectory for things including getting this team back to America for the first time on a summer tour since 2016 um and so I think in that regard that was a success in terms of getting back to the US for at least us and the US Chelsea supporters getting a chance to see our club getting a chance for supporters to to reengage particularly those who live in those cities and now had a very easy quick way to get a chance to host other Chelsea supporters in their neck of the woods so this was on the docket from the last ownership the plans were put in place by the last executive team that existed so this was one thing that you doubt bully completing a transaction in the mid to late part of May was going to alter much other than saying oh okay well we've got a plan cool I've got a bunch of other bigger things to fix at the moment and so in that regard I think the plan was whatever the plan was and there wasn't going to be a whole lot of alteration in that and maybe someone would look back at it from the footballing side over the end of this summer heading into next summer tour planning because that will have to get started at some point here uh, World Cup time might be a great time to do that but thinking about what do the logistics look like for the team and is it going to be something where the team will have maybe less travel, maybe be more centered, maybe we'll make smaller trips within a regional area so there's not as much cross-country, cross-continent commuting that needs to exist. So I think there are just some logistical things that were interesting. I do think from a activation standpoint, which people might bemoan, but you want your club to be marketable because you want your club to make more money so that they can go sign more players and afford bigger wage packages or incentive-based wage packages so that when they do win they can get the incentives and we can be an attractive location and so that element i think we did very well on i think the engagement with the supporters groups was very good and then i think the overall footballing end of it is the biggest question mark on it feels like it did more bad than good based upon the way we saw tuchel go from generally happy in the first couple days to being uh questioning the mentality of his players uh right before taking a plane back to london
1: you guys remember what bully's ethos is on essentially making a lot of money in sports I don't know. I don't have it on me, Brandon. Could you espouse it? Winning championships, sure. So I would almost argue that the brand probably took a step back on this tour. Everything started high, high hopes, high excitement. Unfortunately, talking to Charlotte people who are in Charlotte who went to their first Chelsea match, and that was the experience. They were still excited to see Chelsea, but like a little deflated. The people who saw Chelsea for the first time in Orlando were really having to convince themselves that it was a great day out <laughs> because they just got smoked, whether it be offside goals or not, for nothing by Arsenal, and did not leave them with the excitement and the anticipation for the upcoming season. So to me, it was like everyone started really, really high in Los Angeles. Uh, photos, content was great tuchel all just love and life by the end of it and we have the photos to prove it he was pissed and like i said i think that the results drive the commercial side while a lot of cool content and things went out do you think a lot of fans watched those that final trip recap from orlando probably not and i think that that actually probably um, for all the people who brought maybe mls fans or u.s men's national teams fans to those last two legs they're not jumping on board. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting point. I, the,
2: what I would say, like, even in Orlando, Arsenal didn't bring anything to Orlando. They didn't invest in this, really. Uh, I don't know how their previous stops were, but I was shocked that Chelsea. <laughs> they,
0: they, they brought, they brought multiple yeah, goals. Yeah. They, the I mean, yeah.
2: Brought. It was a little bit more business on the field than off the field for them. But, um, you know I, I was shocked that the stadium was half and half you know usually these games like there are just more legacy arsenal fans in the united states based on their early 2000s teams um and late 90s teams than and what chelsea had but chelsea really showed up in orlando and i think um did a decent job in vegas and did a good job in charlotte right as far as fandom goes but It does beg an interesting point, right? Like, do do people take these matches seriously, right? Or is there an understanding amongst fans that these are really fitness exercises for the team? And if they do understand that they're just fitness exercises, then then you know, then maybe they're okay coming out of this, and maybe they got a, a an autograph from a player, or maybe they, you know went to get a photo with the trophy or something like that, and maybe everyone's all right. But, I mean, I see your point that, like, on the pitch, there was not a good performance to be had in those three games. It was tough. It was tough to watch. And, you know, obviously losing 4-0 to Arsenal is enough to throw anyone into a <laughs> into a loop, Dan, but it's an interesting conundrum because clearly – they made a big bet. The bully team made a big bet that they were going to use this trip to train and to do the commercial partner stuff to, I think, lay groundwork for future activations, not for just this one. But if you think about shirt sponsorship next year and a lot of stuff that's going to go on around the club this year, like that to me was probably the the higher priority for them.
0: Well, I, I don't I think it's maybe a little rough to say the bully team planned this to be no like, again, I didn't say plan like,
2: I think they used yeah, yeah. it because they didn't plan yeah. I mean this was
0: not their original plan obviously yeah well was, yeah they, they they inherited it right and like they had to use it for things like I mean we did see like a, a whale fin activation on the pitch side with uh, Weiss actually making the trip out as well in addition with Bully and the CEO owner of the the Amber group there and so there was the usage of this to spark some of the initial conversations. And I I would guarantee that we see interest from whether they end up being the finalist or not interest from many American brands after this for shirt sponsor next season beer, beer sponsor at Stanford bridge, uh, anything that the club potentially can do to generate uh additional revenue to funnel back into winning on the pitch which is going to be priority number one i don't think the results are matter all that much because when you look at context it's like oh well certain players did play certain players didn't play yeah some players who probably won't be at chelsea much longer you would think ended up getting more minutes so we'll talk about the footballing here i think in a second but yeah, you know, in general, I don't know. I mean, it's fitness. It's trying things out. We tried out a lot of things that didn't work. So we hopefully know <laughs> things to not do when yeah. it comes to the start of the season, right? I think I'd give
1: it a C plus overall, my opinion. Uh, for the club commercially and on the pitch. I think if we blend it, I'm gonna go C plus.
2: I think I think it's a I think it's the right grade. Um certainly you would have expected going into this trip that Chelsea would have left with good vibes, right? They were training in, you know, all but Orlando. No offense to anyone in Orlando. That was the least glamorous of the cities there for, for the Chelsea players, obviously. But um, but they were training in some cool locations. Did you not see how much they enjoyed Universal? Uh, yeah, I'm just not a theme park guy. So if that's your deal, and I know Terry's listening to this, just trying to reach, reach <laughs> through not. the headphones and kill me, but... Uh, but, I mean, they were training in L.A. for a week. You know, the players love L.A. They were in Vegas for a bit. They were playing craps. Like, I would have thought that we would have left on a high. And instead, you know, we were in the mix zone right after the game in Orlando. And there were a lot of sunken heads, a lot of quiet exits, you know. And uh, Tuchel cool not pleased to say the absolute least about that press conference. I mean, so, I like... It's going to go one of two ways, Dan. It's either going to be the absolute kick in the fucking ass that this team needs to take the Udinese game on Wednesday seriously, or they're not. Or uh, Sorry, it's not on Wednesday. It's on Saturday, I think, whatever. Um, Or they're just not going to take it seriously. And they're going to go into the season and get off to a really slow start, and there's going to be a lot of questions and pressure because this is Tuchel's first you know i think first real run at getting into the transfer business in any sort of real way and i think they all just feel you know from from tuchel on up they all feel a ton of pressure due to the transition how rapidly everything happens so i think c plus is right but it it could go to a b plus very easily it could go to a d
1: plus really easily dan final grade
2: I'll i'll go with the consensus c plus is right. fine he wanted he wanted to do something different but Man- he,
1: Man of many opinions, Dan. <laughs> we, I think, I think you know, yeah. That we we had some pretty good analysis. I'd be interested to hear what a lot of listeners say. Um, social media, Discord, easiest way to keep that discussion going. But like I said, we are so happy that so many Chelsea fans for the first time got to watch Chelsea in the flesh, uh, and that is a big experience. Win or lose, getting to sing through a match, uh, meet people and stuff like that. 10 out of 10 experience for the supporters. Um, and we're going to talk about that. So before we do that, we're going to take a break. Thank you to the sponsors for financially supporting the show. When we get back, we're going to talk about the moments that we'll, we'll remember. So we'll be right back.
2: I will remember you.
1: Yeah? Do you like
2: that? No? Okay. Tough crowd.
1: All right. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well... It's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and and fat. And now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables. It's just hard to eat that many servings a day. So, uh, I started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient. I'm getting better gut health and a more uh, durable, resistant immune system. So what is this stuff well with one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food sourced superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all of the things again i do it it's easy it's fast it's quick uh i throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work drink it 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 goes down quickly uh and like i said you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily uh, but hey don't listen to me athletic greens has over 7 5 five-star reviews it's recommended by professional athletes and it's trusted by leading health experts such as tim Ferriss and michael gervais so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills supplements to look out for your gut health To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash londonisblue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash londonisblue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Coming out of the break. Uh, after Nick's karaoke session there. Um <laughs> moments we'll remember. Uh we want to kick it off with uh the the live shows which um honestly was a first for us. Like what we did in Minneapolis 6 years ago was not a real live show.
0: <laughs> or or in London, you know, we've done some That's smaller true. events in London yeah. with friends and that has been something we've tried out, but at this scale when we're talking hundred plus hundred fifty plus 200 ish that that is definitely the next level or league up you know we went from I don't know division two to uh the championship and we're like, wow this is uh this is fun uh, this is different. We're playing in front of actual people so uh like yeah,
1: we're gonna that was a really cool. Uh, experience for us so we we had planned these uh mainly nick essentially um and um, yeah send all send all your complaints my way please <laughs> hopefully not too many um and we were able to do one in each location um we got to obviously uh you know do our normal show we got to bring in matt and naz and adam Newsom and mike ryan ruiz which is fun he um, just adds uh, something a little bit different than just us. And I think it was really well received, Nick, not to pat ourselves on the back, um, but just from your perspective, what was it like uh, kind of sitting in front of these crowds that, you know, we spent countless weeks promoting. They were free, obviously, you know, it wasn't a cash grab for us. Uh, we just want to use it as a moment to kind of bring as many, uh, you know, again, grow the community of Chelsea. Really, that's our ethos.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've had we've had a lot of people over the years like express interest in us coming down to their local pub on a match day and doing a show. And like, you know, it's just a lot of travel and a lot of expense for us to do that on a regular basis. But like when so many people are going to be in a condensed location like that, it makes a lot of sense for us to try and do something. And so, you know, as I was planning those and, and, you know, had a ton of help from John Costello and Tiffany and Bob and Charlotte and uh, Jeff in Orlando, all part of Chelsea in America uh, when they were cool with us being kind of a, a complimentary aspect to the to the whole weekend that really set us up for success. And I am so grateful to everyone who showed up to these shows. I have I've I obviously missed the Charlotte show because of work, but um, there there were hundreds of people in each location that showed up to watch these idiots say words into microphones and you guys don't understand the boost that gave us I mean it really you know was a shot of adrenaline and the fact that we were able to do those shows have a few laughs um, and and really kind of share our product with people who might not have ever heard us before frankly too um, who were just there at the pub. Was was super exciting, and so you know, thinking about us being a, a tad bit late to our own live show in Vegas, and and having a, a tough microphone situation uh, there in a in a kind of a loud pub area, and to think about the show in Charlotte where you guys just fucking came out in force. I mean, I'll, I'll let Brandon and Dan talk about Charlotte because I wasn't there, but the photo is absurd, and then to be to be in the middle of two big Chelsea events in Orlando between open training and the and the weird thing they did at Universal and to still have as many people show up in between those two things who wanted to do all the Chelsea events too, but they, but they came to see us. I mean, again, I am, I am eternally grateful. It was a lot of work to set those up and, um, you know, Brandon was getting married at the time and, and Dan's doing a lot of other work for the pod. So the fact that you guys uh, were were so gracious and bought us beers and hung out with us and all that jazz. I mean, Dan, it it, it was oh, awesome. No,
0: no, no. Let us hung, hang out yeah. with them because, it, you know, it's again, it's all about time and time being a finite resource. And that to spend time with us and want to do that and to take the action to come out and take time out of your trip your vacation your day off your day off of work to listen to a live podcast which really again it's the three of us plus some friends in nazar and matt and adam and mike ryan weiss who came out as well ishan doing all the choreographing and uh social mediaing around it and jake coming out being a participant uh you know for what we did in orlando as well so lots of hands made that possible and uh, we're so appreciative of people who took that time no absolutely
1: um you know i guess speaking to charlotte you know it was a long room um it was hard to like see everyone in the back thankfully they could hear us um having adam jump in for for matt last second because he was sick um from enjoying his, his summer holiday a little bit um and that was the first time we'd met adam and he's great like, if you're not following Adam...
0: Well, no, no, no. It's the you, first time you Brandon met Busby Adam. met Adam.
1: Yeah, because I didn't get to go to London, so... Loser. I felt bad, yeah, because when, when I met him in Vegas, I was like, oh, hi, who are you? He's like, Adam Newsom. I'm like, oh, fuck me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, look... He's not the loudest voice in the room, but he's one of the smartest. That's for sure. And we got to just get to know him and kind of his backstory and stuff. And it definitely makes me a lot more excited to, um, or it it definitely makes me like gravitate a lot more to his stuff. Because look, it's hard. There's so many journalists covering Chelsea. Like it's hard to read it all. Um, But I would definitely put him up there. um, You know, with other friends. So yeah, the relationships. That's what always comes back to. Like these live pods just deepen our relationships with with guests. You know, as well as. um, you know with the the listeners out there you know and it, again we, we've talked about it before but i will just say that blue wire studio oh my gosh like that made us feel like real professionals like we almost knew yeah. what we were doing
2: yeah that is true <laughs> Full that, that sense was of,
1: a <laughs> of confidence
2: that was a rad experience i mean Friday we kind of had a private you know recording for uh for a few discord folks who came and we were super grateful that they showed up when you know there was a lot going on in vegas obviously it's probably the most hectic of the of the experiences i would say and then you know to do the show sunday when everyone's hung over and a little sleepy and for people to come out at 10 a.m to listen to us chat Chelsea and talk about the the club of america game was fantastic and yeah i mean a massive shout out to jordan and the whole staff at the blue wire studio who took care of us while we were there i mean they couldn't have been nicer uh and and made us feel better and my voice is so sexy in one of those professional mics Oof, oof! if y'all would have heard the deep baritones on those things i mean my goodness uh yeah, it was just, it was rad, though, Dan. I mean, we, we have never recorded, uh, as many times as we've recorded, this is episode 9 billion, uh, we've never recorded in a professional studio.
0: It was quite wonderful. Again, it was an opportunity for us to bring some members on, of our Patreon community, our Discord community, in for the Friday or the, you yeah. know, the kind of the, the first recording that we did, and then also bring some additional people who said, hey, after the match, the day after, the morning after, at 10 a.m., well, you know what, I'd like to do? I'd like to go listen to one of those blue guys record another podcast in the Blue Wire studio to come along and come out and join us with that. And it was nice that we got to go with a, a few of those individuals afterwards at brunch. They had not gotten tired of us yet at that point. So that was really nice to see as well. Uh,
1: one thing you have in here are moments we'll remember are the press events. Will we? Or were they rather forgettable because we realized just how boring it is for Nat and Matt, uh, Matt and Naz and Adam? Naz, Naz. They're (laughs) a whole new animal now with our powers combined. Matt kept calling him Niz Naz the whole time. Um, But it is not efficient. Like, they are on Chelsea and Arsenal and Club America's time for all these matches. They just sit and wait, get there early, leave late. Like, it's not that exciting.
0: Yeah, it's a peek behind the curtain for people who do this full time. And I think that there is a lot of demands, particularly for I think we think about the only public impact in the world of sport is potentially for the player who has to perform on a stage. But the journalists who are doing it for hundreds of thousands of followers, for hundreds of thousands or millions of readers who are keeping up to date through their articles, that there is a massive expectation on these individuals and what they do. And uh, hats off to them for the work that they undertake to keep us all updated, uh, even though some people want to continue to tweet at them mercilessly uh, to announce a individual player because uh, they don't have the power I mean, how, to do how that. How else you going to get Sorry. it done, Dan? The power of tweeting,
1: all right? Yeah, Dan, tell them. Tell them, sure. Dan.
0: <laughs> yeah, you tell you, them. You, you tell them, um, so more, So
1: f- more, more of non unforgettable moments. I would definitely say, um, all brought to us, you know, essentially by listeners and like generosity and things like that. We ended up doing a little bit of going out while we're in Vegas, to be fair, the whole trip. Really. Now, hold
2: on. I've never had a drink in my life and I want that to be on the record. We've forever. had many a
1: podcast with you <laughs> drinking hand <laughs> as you should. Um, but we had the, we did the night out at the house of blues, uh, post club America match. We had a great group there. Uh, we people from Colorado and New York, New York. That's right. Um, Phoenix. Yeah. We, we covered the spectrum there a bit and um, it, it, it was great just getting to kind of wind down with some beverages with awesome people. Um, but I, I think one of the highlights just because of how unique the opportunity was, uh, was the cabana party at the flamingo pool. he,
0: no 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 i think we we just need to pause that's a what happens in vegas stays in vegas moment we need to (laughs) just move forward on that and thank ryan that's what we say again
1: would not be able to have put on an awesome event without the generosity of ryan inviting a ton of chelsea fans that he didn't even know but he just wanted to provide that experience
2: Uh, i mean we, we had a ton of fun there were so many listeners that came out there and Uh, experienced the Vegas heat for the better part of three and a half uh, to four hours. And uh, yeah, I mean, Ryan, you're a fucking legend, man. Thank you for, for setting that thing up. And uh, you know, that was the first like proper pool party I'd ever been to like a proper Vegas pool party. I, I kind of went to one when I was there in college as a spring break thing, but not, not to that level, not, not VIP level, you know? So, um, so yeah, it was, it was absolutely rad. And
0: uh, if you know, you know, Dan, we went out in Charlotte. You had to be there. You had to be there.
1: We went out. We went out in Charlotte with friends, um, tw- twice actually. Uh, like Tiffany and her husband, and then you know just some of the the organizers were, did such a great job of of hosting us and kind of taking us around. <sighs> How nice are those people, by the way! Amazing.
2: Fucking hell! I mean, good lord! She, I mean, she couldn't have been like
0: buying us more drinks if she tried. I mean, it was like ridiculous, man. No, it was quite wonderful, and it was just nice, you know. We bounced around, tried to find a couple of different places to go, and you know, ended up stumbling into a little Korean barbecue for dinner, which was great. That was a good time, and then, you know, just uh, kept kept the night going, kept the night going strong. And uh, it was definitely a, a morning where we woke up the next day, ready for good friend Nicholas to arrive, and uh, we were not ready for him to arrive at that point. Yeah,
2: you guys, you guys had had your fun. And done a lot of fun stuff. I was working. I get in about seven o'clock. Uh, I get three hours of sleep and then, uh, Brandon, we go uh, and interview someone, uh, really, really special. That interviews out now the, the spoiler. Uh, we interviewed Robbie DiMatteo, uh, and, and Lee Parker in the same you know kind of time period and had a, I mean, that was just a phenomenal experience. I mean, I, I tweeted out, you know, as we're recording this on Monday if 2012 Nick would have seen what what we did to you know did that day, like what would he have thought? Like that's it was such a, like a hero moment for for all of us to get a chance to talk to him because he doesn't do a whole lot of press. I mean, this isn't a guy who's really out there doing a bunch of stuff. I know he did you know fan events and stuff, but um, the fact that we had him for 30 minutes just to hang out and kind of learn a little bit about his thought process from from that Champions League round was fantastic.
1: Yeah, obviously, we're not going to spoil any of that. If you missed it, go check out that, that episode. We doubled up with Lee Parker, who helped fill in a little bit, call color commentary uh, kind of from the sidelines of that run-up. But, um, yeah, he, he was great. I mean, the first manager to win the Champions League is always a legend. Uh, that quote was from Thomas Tuchel. Um, and I think all the fans can agree then to see the two Champions League winning managers together. Again, you talk about excitement and buzz. Hey, those are points on the board for Chelsea. All right. Like off the Absolutely. off the field, like though, that was exciting. That that was great to see. Um, and, and, and again, like very much a pinch me moment sitting down with Robbie as he walked in. And again, the nicest guy ever, like fantastic all the time in the world for us and not just us, but the the fans at the Fan Fest and things like that, too. Joe Cole was at the first stop. Um, Robbie picking up the slack for the second two and and they crushed it um and it,
0: well how they I don't, think, I don't think it was slack it was just that they they scheduled differently different well, the slack and that you need someone Dan's to fill very in the particular gaps.
1: tonight yeah. don't get on his bad side Brandon. Jeez, come it, on filling in the slack of needing a, a, a former player a legend and uh, he was happy to fill in that's all he was the legend it, without argument needing a legend to fill in <laughs> Orlando was fun we got to hang out with Mike Ryan Ruiz, which yes. was a long time coming. Haven't seen him in a while. Man, yeah, I mean, all three, we haven't been together
2: with him as a group since Final Whistle on Hate. London. No, Final Whistle on Hate was after. No, yeah. Final Whistle So, yeah, yeah. yeah it'd it been 2019. I, I saw him when he came to Kansas City last year, and that was a blast, obviously. But yeah, we saw the. Bill. Um, yep, you sure did. You <laughs> sure did. Don't give me a corporate card and and expect me to not use it. Come on now. No, but it it really was fantastic to get a chance to hang with him. He was very gracious and allowed us to come to his poolside cabana um, because that's just the kind of guy he is, you know, poolside cabana kind of guy. So we had to come to him and it was great.
0: Well, look, we, we had to we had to super follow That's right. first too. <laughs> that was the commitment, you know. Look, if you don't know about it, you know, Mike for two dollars 99 a month. He's gambling there again, ladies and gentlemen. You got to get him on the super follow, and uh, you can maybe get exclusive elements like that in addition to uh, potential memes, advice. Mm. Uh, I don't know, just a host of other things. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, and then Orlando. I mean, we did our live show with him. He was he was cool enough to come and, and do that with us and fill in for our journalist friends who had to go stand in the heat of both. universal experience and the live training which was just uh not something i would have wanted to do um but we had so many people who just hung around drinking with us and we just went out and got late night food and kept the party going and that was easily the drunkest that i got on the trip uh by a country mile your your boy was hurting on saturday (laughs) woke up thank god for bagel delivery because i would have been in a real tough spot
1: yeah we got to hang out with uh what, Michael and Lizzie, Brandon and Nicole, um, DPZ, Lexi, Lexi. And Lexi, Lexi, come on now. Uh, DPZ actually was at Vegas and this one. We haven't really shot, given him a shout out from, we ain't got <laughs> He's going to love that. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, Tana and her friends as well met up with us. So oh, like I said, it, it was a, just
2: what a crew. Those people are an, my an
1: entire trip of friendship and connections and hanging out, like how came out to me. And it's like, again, he has to introduce himself as his discord handle you know or uh i ate buffalo wings had to come up and introduce him that way it's just like it was so fun to put uh faces to social media handles and things like that and that was definitely the common theme through throughout it and look i think if there's one thing dan positioned us for uh, on this trip
0: it's a topo chico seltzer uh, sponsorship so man look uh you know if you're you're looking for something <laughs> to do topo chico <laughs> You're looking to make a smart decision in the year 2022. Well, and <laughs> 2020 that is 2022. <laughs> sultures, <laughs> Jeez. With the one is We're podcast. pretty loopy right now. With great reads like this. This is uh exactly what actually
2: had. Dan's actually had a few tonight. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, oh, we have we have some classic photos from that night. Some say it's the friends you make along the way, you guys. That's
1: that's really the journey. So. Yeah. that sounds like I a good know. tattoo for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyways, we're just going to wrap up a little bit of excitement and concern. Play Play this dangerous game of shit we're going to say that'll probably come back to bite us in the backside uh, in a, about 30 to 90 days. So uh, what's one thing that we're excited about after end of preseason? One thing that we're concerned about. So let's start with the concerns first and then we'll loop back and hit what we're excited on so we can end on a bit of a positive note. Um, I, I Look, I'll lead it off. I'll say Edouard Mendy. Um, world champion, uh, AFCON champion, Edouard Mendy. He doesn't look the same, um, uh, and I don't really know why because he's had all the time off uh, like everyone. I don't know, maybe he's tired from – you know, he did have a big season. He definitely ended the season in not great form, and um, we'll, we'll kind of have to see how it goes. But if we're looking to move Kepa on and Bettinelli is is on the roster with Teddy Sharman Lowe, uh, I think Chelsea are going to have to quickly move on a, a backup striker to make sure that Mendy stays sharp because backup, backup, striker. backup goalkeeper. We, you know, we're just the best athletes on the pitch, so it happens. You know, yeah, we, we're goodness. known to score goals. Um
0: Brandon Busby also enjoying. I'm also WG clearly
1: thinking today. that my concern is probably really strikers, but I'm just talking about Mendy because of the goalkeeper union. <laughs> so I guess you call it a Freudian slip on that one. Uh, but yeah, Mendy, uh, he's not. He's a he's a kind of a shell of himself right now.
2: Uh, I I am concerned about strikers. Uh, I think of all of the poor preseason performances that you could look for. I'd throw Kai Havertz, Timo Werner. Probably Callum. I know he's not a striker, but whatever. Just like th- there was no goal scoring. Th- you not Mishi? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I will not. No. Um, but I. I think. I think our. Like we're we're in trouble right now there, and I know there's a lot of smoke around. Timo may be leaving. Kai looked way off of it. I mean, for a guy who hasn't really put a full season together, has had some really crucial moments, but but it's been in fits and starts. Like I would have expected him to come out of the gates this preseason looking like he wants to own that spot because it's his, there is no Lukaku in his way. Uh, there's, there is a uh, Mishi in his way. Maybe like that, that's it. But like, I think that's a real concern. And obviously Dan, we've talked about, Goal scoring troubles throughout the years. Uh, this was against Charlotte. You score one goal against Arsenal. You score no goals. Barely get you know. Thanks to a laser bullet from Mason Mount in Vegas, you get you get a two one win. I mean, it was just uh, it was a shocking, shocking performance up top.
0: I would say the chemistry is the concerning piece when a manager has gotten to the point where they feel comfortable coming out at the very end of a tour saying things about the players wanting to leave, wanting to go and confirming what effectively was more hearsay to that moment. Right. We've talked to Matt and Naz and Adam about things like transfer stories and how there's three sides to it, right? There's the player, there's the two clubs And they all have a say in it. And usually it's the agent who is trying to force a story or maybe a opposing club. But usually you don't get like, oh, you know, everybody from Chelsea get happy videos and you get Timo Werner on a roller coaster and everything is supposed to be positive and happy. And when you get that press conference and you get then really the names kind of starting to really be shaded in as to who those are, who would be happy to be somewhere else. That is a big concern that the chemistry is not right. And I think that more than anything is probably the biggest concern. Preseason is about getting fitness back. It's about trying new things. We tried a back four for a little bit. We decided maybe that wasn't good. Um We tried different attacking options, different midfield combinations, all stuff that Tuka wants to see. So, like, yeah, I'm not – super disappointed with any of the results because i would rather he learn without playing with yeah, you know, without doing it with the uh, live rounds as they tend to say and you know in general like this was a good opportunity to explore some things and some of it a lot of it didn't work and that gives him thoughts on what he can do heading into the start of the season when the points all matter
1: okay well i think again we should end on the positives S-
0: smooth transition there by the way well Just- i'm
1: still trying to think
0: Again, no, Tobu Chico's I'm still you trying know, to really, think about positives. hits hard.
1: Right? Because, like we said, we kind of... I think we looked good against Club of America. He went to just, you know, kind of a fragmented lineup. But the negatives, like, you know, it, it just went downhill from there. I, how about this? I would say that I like seeing how pissed off Tuchel was. And I think that his quotes post-match of the Arsenal game, I felt like were very fair and accurate and pointed. You know, exactly what he expects. So I think in that sense, I feel like he did name uh, probably two of the biggest problems with the squad being a lot of people are thinking about leaving. They're not really committed to the cause. And, you know, we need to fix the attack. At least that gives me comfort knowing that he knows what to work on, that he wants a mentality and a commitment change from the players, which I think all the fans want. So I think I would take that as a positive but the problem is the bottom could fall out of that really quick Nick, if Jack shit happens. So just cause you know what to do doesn't mean you can do anything about it. Yeah. I mean,
2: it, it's, it's tough to be excited about a whole lot right now. I mean, obviously like Koulibaly came in uh, against Arsenal and looked really good. And of course he's, you know, he's a real player. So it's, you know, not a surprise. Sterling had moments against Charlotte. Didn't really do a whole lot against Arsenal. Um, you know, I think for me, I'm excited to finally get rid of some of the players who don't want to be here. Um, call out the Lukaku syndrome. If you don't want to be here, we'll find a solution for you elsewhere. Barcelona we need yeah, Barcelona's buying everyone right now. We're
0: not sure how, but it's happening. Just does we need to create a rumor that we would re-sign them if we sold them someplace else? to get Barcelona to be truly interested in them. But, I mean,
2: I'm, I'm excited for new blood to come in. I mean, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of current transformers that are not necessarily going our way, even though we thought they were going our way. We're, we're kind of seeing the same Barcelona cycle again with Koundé, for example, and, and all this kind of stuff. But for me, I think... Bully, we we know because Matt and Naz have told us that Bully and, and Thomas Tuchel are working around the clock to get some of these deals done, both outgoings and incomings. It's clear that this squad needs to be freshened up dramatically. It wouldn't be surprising if three more players came in, making it a total of five, which is a it's a pretty robust window when you when you think about it um, compared to years past. So, I that's what I'm probably most excited for, Dan. I mean, it's hard to leave feeling. Like we're ready for the season here, because we are frankly not.
1: Can I predict yours? Sure. Dan's? Sure. Oh, you're you're giving me permission to predict his? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it. Uh I bet it's Mason's leadership.
0: Oh no. I was gonna go with the <laughs> I was gonna go with the Topo Chicas. <laughs> uh, <the> Topo Chica's also <laughs> most refreshing you most animal. refreshing Whoa. thing of the preseason. Boy, they were refreshing. <laughs> Look, uh I think the Little glimpses of Koulibaly was probably the most (laughs) exciting The 35-minute cameo in the second half is all you have to take home with you. That and the initial minutes of Raheem Sterling on the left wing against Charlotte are probably the two most exciting individual kind of contributions of the entirety of preseason during the matches. And so I think those are the things that at least show me, hey, we've got something that we can kind of put together there when we start to actually play them with the actual left-sided players that we'll play with with the actual back three that we will use on on opening day because none of the configurations that we never played the first choice starting 11 for opening day at the same time that didn't happen
2: no no I mean which i i think goes back to tuchel and i think why he is receiving some criticism right now which i did not see you know if you would have given me that as a storyline coming out of preseason i would i would not have expected that frankly um he can be mad like i mean he is he is the manager he can be as mad as he wants i think he might be a little mad at himself throughout this process and you know i think if If you've ever experienced those emotions, you know, sometimes that's worse than being mad at someone else is that you didn't necessarily make the most out of the opportunity either. And, you know, look, I'm not here to roast him because it's preseason and it really doesn't matter as long as the team's ready against Everton, you know, to, to do the job. But I think my point about preseason is that Man City have strengthened. They have a legitimate goal scorer up front now um and a legitimate central def- uh defensive midfielder which you know is the reason they lost champions League against us they didn't have one of those um liverpool liverpool, got a striker. liverpool looked good um and, and they're gonna be ready for it again if you lose early in the season too early in the season and and don't perform i mean you know Talk about being competitive in the league i mean we're how many points down again last year 19 something like that i don't i don't necessarily think that you're you're then in contention so then you're just kind of fighting with tottenham arsenal united and whoever else for that you know the the rest of the Champions league spots so i think that's the thing i'm probably looking at right here. Is if they show up against everton fair enough everton's a really bad team but doesn't fill
0: me with hope y'all
1: no, they're gonna get a little bit better when they get Billy, so
0: like you just gotta beat the first team in front of you. That's what you gotta do first. So there's plenty of time to still build. There's plenty of time to still go sign the players that we need to fully refresh or refresh parts of the squad. And the real challenge is gonna be how quickly you can you get the deals done? And can you convince a couple players who are unhappy to do the Lukaku thing and say, "Look, if you're that unhappy, put put in your own dollars to this and say that hey I know that I'm on a really fat wage here but I would be happy to be playing again in an area I want to be in for a team that I want to be playing for and so I'll take the wage hit to do that because that's a player saying I want this I don't want to be here anymore and that is 100% okay there are people who make bad decisions and go into the wrong situation the wrong setup all the time and they go into a bad job because there's a great paycheck and they say, you know what? I'm going to go someplace else because I'm terrible here. I'm miserable. Some people don't. And they keep on doing it. And they hate it. Their job hates it. Um, people around them hate it. So they should make the right positive life decision for everybody and go someplace where they're going to be happy. And in turn, everybody wins.
1: All right. Um, Dan's life advice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, look, it's going to be weird that the transfer window is going to go for three weeks into the season as well. So there's going to be a lot of overlap too. There's going to be a lot of shuffling moving. Look, you beat Everton, you lose the Spurs. Heaven forbid you lose the first two. I mean, we could see some panic buys, you know, some, some tall physical strikers just to get thrown in the mix. Uh, I, I have the sneaking suspicion that like Ronaldo's going to go somewhere after the season starts. I know the links have been here. I'm not saying I want him not advocating for him, I just know that there's going to be some panic buys late in the window, and I just really hope we don't get caught up in some shit business because uh, we're in that situation. So um, we'll, we'll have to see. Udinese next. <laughs> we're off to Italy because didn't travel enough.
0: Yeah. The, the real question is when they get to Italy— Will they be able to taste the refreshing bubbles so anyways, of a Tobo Chico? And, and I Heart think Salsa? it's
2: really important, Dan. That's a great point to end oh. on. Um, Tobo Chico hard seltzers are delicious and refreshing in the
1: Florida heat. Look, um, I just hope someone so, out there is connected to them and this isn't all in vain for for you two. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone can reap the Let's rewards. Let's pick
0: a different drink every week oh, that we can use. Pitching
1: <laughs> the sponsors hard. We had a new running it. team. Uh, all right, Chills fans, we'll look. Uh, I hope you were one of the many that were lucky enough to be at one of the three matches. I hope you got to see Chelsea potentially for the first time, and I hope you made friends um, throughout the trip. Uh, That's what it was about. Uh, And for those of you who weren't able to, the good news for you is there's American owners now, so they're probably going to be here as often as they possibly can uh, without coming here exclusively. So uh, head up. They'll probably find your, your town or somewhere next to you. Uh, on the next trip. But anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we've got more content coming out to you the rest of the week. So obviously check the feeds. We'll be back. But until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do? Keep the blue flag flying high. Brought to you by Tobo Chico Seltzer.